Welcome one, welcome all, to the return of the Mac. That's us. Highly Slept On is back, and we got highly slept on subjects (laughs) to touch on. Back in our regularly scheduled slot of Thursday morning. Around 10 (laughs) a.m. Ideally, if you're tuned in when we release it, if not... Happy Thursday to you. Let's get right into it with some subject matter that is not discussed, utilized, and 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 acknowledged. And full disclosure, you might hear her cat rooting around in the background. She'd been in a mood, and every time we did like a test, she was smacking things around. So we don't want to edit her out. We will not. She will not be silenced. We will not silence her. You'll hear it slightly. You'll probably hear it in us slowing the tempo of our sentences down so as not to be tripped up. Let's get into it. First on the list. It's another L.A. classic. Yeah, a, an L.A. classic, but a different state's food. It's know? true. Well, a different city, I guess. Yeah, if there's any, if there's any Philadelphia transplants in Los Angeles that want to reach out to us... About our opinion on this restaurante. We are talking Booze Philly Cheesesteaks. They have uh, two locations. um, One kind of on Wilshire and then one on Virgil? Yep. Sort of? And we are right in the middle of both of them. Yeah. uh, It is good stuff. Very, very good stuff. I've actually, I've been to Philadelphia once. and And what are your thoughts? On how it holds up. I tell think... us about the Philly cheesesteak, then tell us about booze. Um, so when we went, <laughs> when I went to Philadelphia, it was kind of with a group. And so our group leader, tour guide thing, took us to Sonny's Famous Steaks in Philly. Um, it was really good. I ate so many sandwiches because for some reason... The people in the group were like, I'm full. And we were like, they're really good. And so they're like, do you want ours? And we're like, okay. So I was literally, so it was like March. And I was walking around with sandwiches tucked in the inner pocket of my coat. Philly cheesesteak dealer. Yeah. Hey, what's up, kid? Yeah. Um, You want to buy a sandwich? (laughs) Um, I remember them being smaller than Boost. They were really good, though. Um, And there's a specific way you're supposed to order them. And how is that? So you get like, uh, you'd say like a, oh god, like a, a sandwich with whiz. That's cheese, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess the the standard way to get a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia is with cheese whiz. A Philly cheesesteak has cheese on it? Yeah, but cheese whiz. <laughs> What's the, what? Okay, uh, as opposed to... Like a slice of cheese? Provolone, American. How was that? I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know if I got one with... Because I got it with provolone because... Ah, uh, you didn't trust Cheese Whiz. I did not trust Cheese Whiz. I can't remember if one of the ones that I tried had it. I know I tried one with American. When we go to Booze, we get it with American cheese. I think it makes it really good. Hell yeah. It's crazy because the cheese... Like, you, you think it's like Kraft Singles American cheese, but it's insane. It's actually not, yeah. It bl- It's like a liquid. 
Yeah, it's it, almost like it, a cheese whiz itself. It, it really melts down. So you're not, yeah, you're not getting crafts single. <laughs> yeah, like that's a, because that's what I thought when we first, or because we got it through like Postmates or Grow yeah. Up or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, American cheese, go for it. But it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. You have to try it. It's like a lava of cheese, but it's very thin. You know, we're recording this and we're actually, it's kind of the middle of the day. I'm not starving like mm-hmm. usual, but it's right in between meals because we, er, we, we ate earlier. We went big. Had some breakfast, yep. but now it's like getting closer to dinner. And so talking about the cheese steak, I'm like, oh man. Here it comes. But yeah, so their their Philly cheese steaks, I think, are pretty good. I I I don't know much about the owners, like who's the founders, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're from Philadelphia, I want to say yes, though. Yeah. Um, I think they're. I think at least like the flyer that we have has like ben franklin with the liberty bell yeah 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 so i i i mean obviously that's what are you gonna put you for it. your Phil, philadelphia themed restaurant but um but i i do think that the the founders are possibly actually from philadelphia you hope you hope to see it get that cosign but yep. the sandwiches are are pretty big they're oh yeah they're basically a 12 inch from subway yeah they're but they're, a little they're, bit thinner the bread is thinner. They they go they go big on the meat, and they do an insane thing with the onions because you it, it comes with it's onions. It's like grilled onions, yeah. You don't even know they're there though. But but that with the American cheese, it has like a good sweetness to it. Yep. Oh, man. And the bread like and the scratches the roof of your mouth in such a way. This is really upsetting. I'm like I have leftover pasta that I made last night. That's very good, but yes. I don't think it, it's not as good as this cheesesteak. So now I'm pissed. Yeah, because we're not getting that after this, unfortunately. No, we're not starving. At least that's good. That's always good. Yeah. Uh, if you decide to go to the Wilshire one, be prepared. Take a lift, I guess. <laughs> or just, or if you're ordering it from. Postmates, uh, know that it might take a while. Go easy on your Postmates driver. The Tip parking, them extra. The parking is unbelievable. Like, there's been days when we're coming home. The parking is ass. Yeah. We're coming home, and they're like, eh, no, let's not Postmate it. Let's save on delivery. Let's just pick it up ourselves. We're, we're trying to find parking for about 30 minutes. Yeah, one time, I think it literally took us about 20 minutes of driving around the block, just in a circle. I think I just ended up getting out. Yeah. Picking it up, uh, and then you were just driving around. Yeah, which we should have done that in minute one. Yeah, but it wasn't we... done yet, I don't think. Because you ordered it just I for ordered pickup. it, yeah. Yeah, so go easy, especially if you're going to the Wilshire one. The one on Virgil is by Sunset Boulevard, by the Vista Theater. Um, yeah, they're, they're just, they're bomb Philly cheesesteaks. And I know that they, they have some other sandwiches, too. I haven't had them. I did have, um, they had, like... It was basically just the contents of a Philly cheesesteak, but on fries. I had that one time. You did? Yeah. Those are good. That's that's what I ordered from them the first time ever, because I wanted something just small. Yes. They were good. But I it, didn't it's, know it's, that. it's like it's like a small amount though. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um so those are pretty good. That rocks. I was just about to say creatures of habit we have we've only had the cheesesteaks, <laughs> but you've had the Philly cheesesteak fries. Yeah. So those are good. I know they have like Italian hoagies or whatever, and then I think um, they do like pizza fries and stuff. Uh. But I mean, it's Boo's Philly cheesesteaks. You I'm gotta go a Philly cheesesteak. You gotta go for the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Oh man, 
hardcore craving it now. Yeah. It, just the more we talk about it. But there's only the two locations. I've only seen one other person, like, talk about it ever, but they've also been living in L.A. for, like, 20 or 30 years. Uh, yeah. Love to see more of you talking about it. Yeah. Love to share this with you. Uh... Yeah, go eat at booze and then tag the podcast in it. <laughs> Damn right. Let us know what you Take think. Take a picture of your Philly cheesesteak. Get whatever cheese you want on it. I don't do do they I do they I think they have a cheese whiz option. They do have a cheese whiz option. Please we tell us never. how that is. <laughs> I might have to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Not really tonight, good. unfortunately, but you keep you keep bringing this up that it's not tonight <laughs> and it's really twisting the knife. Got to dig it into you. Yeah. That is Boo's Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot to say. It's just, it's good. I would rather let Boo's speak for itself. Because it will. It will. I We got no doubt. And you if won't you dis- be disappointed. We are right, or you'll disagree, and you are wrong. You're wrong, because you know you're how, always right. You know how this is. We got the rightest opinions. <laughs> 100% correct. 100%. And that includes number two that we're going to talk about right now. We're going to be talking about a specific aspect of number two, but number two itself is perfect. It's all-encompassing a perfect film, but we will not be focusing on the film because that's its own episode. It's obviously perfect. We're going to be talking about the soundtrack of... Nacho! Nacho! Libre. That's right, Nacho Libre! (laughs) Did you know the soundtrack is Flames? I mean, if you've seen the movie, like, you've heard the music, but have you been paying attention to the music? Be- because, first of all, it, it, it you know, the aesthetic is perfect, so the music upholds the aesthetic, but the thing is, it almost blends into all the comedy that you're watching and all the beautiful shots of Oaxaca, Mexico. Yeah, it's filmed entirely on site in Oaxaca. That's right. Uh, 2006. Yep. It's been a staple movie... For me, pretty much since it's come out, it still makes me laugh. It still holds up. It does not matter how many times you've seen it, how long it's been since you've seen it. There's something hilarious that you're going to you're going to catch. And look, I have a whole ass film degree, so I get to it did you know that when you get a film degree, you are the decider of whether or not a film is good I didn't know that yeah so you're certified yeah I'm certified it's a pretty big responsibility um but I am pleased to tell you that Nacho Libre is a perfect film perfect film with a fire soundtrack fire soundtrack we 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 have to discuss um there's there's the really funny scene when he sneaks into the party with the mariachis (laughs) and he's fake singing along with them I just I, I could uh, when we watched it last time I thought it was super funny and then we were at a bar like a month ago and a, like mariachis came in but it was the kind like from Nacho Libre where it's all stringed instruments and I all I could think of the whole time that they were playing was that scene bum 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 bum, bum. And that song is called uh, that song is called piel canela which means like tannish skin like caramel skin and. I had to find... I, there's a couple versions on Spotify. They don't obviously have the one from the movie because that was whatever that band was. And they crushed it. Yeah. Whoever it, those guys even were. Even on the soundtrack... The soundtrack's not on Spotify. I know it's on Apple Music for sure. Yeah. But even on the soundtrack, it's not on it. 
I yeah. couldn't find any like single version. Nah. Yeah. The the best version I could find of that uh, was Los Panchos, and it's what what I like so much about it is like we discussed Chicano Batman. I think like, like last week or the week before. Uh, and how they have a 70s Chicano feel to it. But what they do, because it's Mexico, they have a 70s Mexico feel, which is, like, pretty slept on. And it's not, you know, there's, there's because there's Los Tigres del Norte, they came out during the 70s, and they got that, they made the corrido sound. They invented it, pretty much, because everyone had a different sound, and they put that one on the map. But when you go deep into Mexico, like Oaxaca, they had a different sound that Nacho Libre obviously nails. And yeah, and like I mean, it fits the aesthetics of the movie are just amazing. Costumes <laughs> ridiculous. Cinematography ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just all good. And um, I would dare to say that between that one and a song called Mucha Muchacha, which is dope as hell. That's dope as hell. When he's riding his uh, his little go kart motorcycle, that's those are my top two songs from the soundtrack. I know you are very adamant about one song in particular yeah my favorite song uh i remember because it was like before streaming services were really anything at all i couldn't even find the song and we tried finding the song uh it's when he goes and buys his white boots yeah uh it's a song called bubblegum we'll let you yeah you i i mean yeah i we can't play it or anything but it's I don't know. I like it's just such a good song. Like the the music just fits so perfectly. Yeah. I don't know. It's the whole movie you're rooting for an underdog and he he has these he has these hilarious woe is me moments, but the music is always so happy sounding and positive and upbeat. It's And it just fits so well. I don't it know. It does. Yeah. I, I I mean that's what you hope for in a movie soundtrack that it fits with like what you're watching, but it's just just combined with like everything else is so perfect to me. The music just enhances it so much more, and I I really wish the soundtrack was on Spotify because I would listen to it all the time. I just buy the album, I guess. That's true. I since since because we watched it a couple days ago, but since then I've only been listening to Piel Canela. Basically, every time I'm alone, that's what I put on. Wow, it's so good. And I feel like I didn't actually listen to it until maybe a year or two ago um, when oh. we left the credits on Yo. because. Of course, you know, Jack Black has an incredible voice. Yeah. It's just like if you've ever listened to, like, Tenacious D yep. or anything. He has a legit, like, awesome sort of metal voice. Yeah. The lungs on this guy. Does he uh, sing in School of Rock? I haven't seen it. Irish is sleeping on School of Rock. I am. Um, He does, but it's mainly, you know, about the Ninos in that movie. I, I know there but are, I'm sure it sounds there are good. like a couple times I yeah. think that he does. But yeah, um <laughs> the credits song for Nacho Libre, I think it's called Forbidden Nectar. Oh my god. Because it's Jack Black singing it. And I think I tried looking into it the first time I heard it because it's credited to someone else and they do have a Spanish name. But when I tried looking it up, I couldn't find anyone really? with that name, so I'm wondering if they just made it up because it's in English and to me it sounds like when I listen to a song in Spanish and I ask Irish to translate it and like the literal translation of it is like kind of weird yeah it's not weird it's just not quite as beautiful it's not as good because like in in English the words it's like 
How to explain it? I wish you all could have seen her disappointment when I translated Oye Como Va for her. Because it's such a badass song. But like in telling her, I was like, the song is saying, Hey, what's going on? My rhythm's good to dance to. That's the lyrics. And you're like, oh. That does... It, and it's like, especially with like, you know, really beautiful love songs. It's like yeah. in the in Spanish, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. But then when it's in English, it's it's still obviously a nice sentiment. It doesn't always, like the literal translation doesn't always flow as well because obviously. Yeah, because it's a different language. But and then like also <laughs> some of the similes and some of the, like, the, the, the they'll do comparisons. It comes, in the song specifically, if you can possibly pull up the lyrics... Oh, yeah. In this song specifically, he says some stuff that's like, oh, that's kind of a suspect thing to be saying to somebody. Yeah, it just sounds... And you imagine it in Spanish, you're like, I bet it sounds pretty. Let me, let me try. <laughs> I mean, the first four lines of the song... Break them off. When you notice my biceps with the eyes of a dove, with the breath of a lion, I will sing you my song. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's funny. It's like, to me, that that it kind of does sound like a translated like, Spanish song. Oops, we translated it, and this is the best we could do. Yeah, and like the chorus, my love is like the nectar from a fruit which is forbidden, and in my heart is hidden all the messes of my love. <laughs> it's like just slightly off. It's, yeah, it, but, and that, <laughs> but the, it's great, and he sounds great. When he's singing it, it's like it's like he's. It, but but that's you know that's the whole beauty of his performance. I said I wouldn't go too much into the movie, but I cannot help myself. He's so ridiculous. But he's so sincere in his in what he's doing, and it's the same in that in in it was called Forbidden Love, Forbidden Nectar, Forbidden Nectar. See, it's called Forbidden Nectar. He's super sincere in it, and he's saying some pretty bizarre. And things. then, of course, also when listening to songs in Spanish and then the English translation, every once in a while, something is like very intense. Yeah, like <laughs> when he says. In the wind, I am a warrior. In your arms, I am a child. Nice. It's like, that is very poetic. And that's, like, wow. You're yeah. like, wow, that, is, that really evokes... That's intense. <laughs> yeah. That's some like, Popo Sateptal <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's actually... That song actually really goes. It also bangs. Like, we're, we're, we're saying and how funny it is. And it's just in the credits. Exactly. We're saying how funny it is, but guess what? It slaps, dude. I could see someone getting married to it. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, straight up, check it out. I mean, if you have Apple Music, check it out. Or just, uh, if you have Hulu, watch Nacho Libre. Do yourself a favor. Watch the movie and listen to the soundtrack. That's gonna be the best way to go about this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nacho Libre soundtrack? Highly slept on. Highly slept on. One for the books. One for the bedtime books. Because now it's time to go to bed. It's time time to sleep on something you know i've actually had beef with this topic for years a while you've you've talked extensively to uh, long long talks about this (laughs) honestly i just get worked up every time i i i think of it and then i start thinking of it more and just talking about it because i'm like oh i remember this this sucks about it too um i am talking about mount everest specifically climbing Mount Everest because obviously the mountain didn't do anything wrong. Right. Except for being the tallest. It just happened to be the tallest. Yeah. And so self-centered people are like, you know what is going to prove everything to myself and to everyone is if I climb this mountain, it'll be like a metaphor for 
tackling all of my problems. I'll never die after this. Or I can. There are just so many things wrong about doing it. I'm just... my. I guess my main point is just leave the goddamn mountain alone. <laughs> but, okay. I'm like, where do I even start? I mean, I can start with my, t- my things because I have a couple things that I strongly dislike about it. Uh, number one, they have a problem with uh, human feces. Because so many people are climbing it at this point that there's like a backup. And it's like, where is it going to go? Like, we're shitting on Mount Everest, but people are literally shitting on Mount Everest. Literally. And it's causing what, like, environmental problems. It's just going to... There's just going to be shit on this mountain. The other thing is, uh, when people die there... They can't go get them. The bodies stay there. For multiple reasons. One, at certain altitudes... Helicopters can fly that high, but they can't hover. Yeah. So they can't, like, you know, wait and then... And then repel. the person yeah. up. And then also, in certain situations, it would be dangerous for someone on the team mm-hmm. to carry them off because they also don't have the strength. You know, obviously, it's really goddamn cold. Yeah, and it's really and goddamn get, high, so your really blood tired, is very thin. You can't breathe as well you don't have the same strength so um one of the horrifying things is like you either you know someone dies and maybe they just fall to a place that they can't be reached or sometimes people get tired because of the cold and the exhaustion it's a how long is it it's like three months right 90 days yeah i'll get to that point but when they're when they're going up it you know sometimes people sit down and when you sit down there's like a higher chance that you're just gonna stay there and sometimes because they can't, you know, help you back down or whatever. The best that they can do is just sit with you while, while you, you freeze to death and die. Be a, be a beautiful death. Oh my god. But, like, that's horrifying. It's like you're sitting there, you're so tired, and it's like the person's sitting with you, and it's just like... These are your last moments. You just know you're gonna die there. Damn. That's insane. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, there are people who have died there that have become landmarks... Yeah, that mountain, rocks. which is creepy as hell. Um, the one, the most famous one is Green Boots. Some guy who died like 20 or 30 years ago. And he has some pretty like neon clothes. He has these bright green boots. He's like in fetal position. Yeah. And they're like, if you meet Green Boots, you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's just a, a, a marking point. That's so crazy. But also, yeah... I know you. I knew you had to prepare for it, and I knew you had to, you know, go to certain levels. But I guess it didn't really process that it takes ninety days yeah. to summit Everest because there's like three different base camps, I think, and you have to go up to one level and then stay there and then go up to the second one and then come back down and then kind of like acclimate and then go back up. And the whole process takes 90 days. And, you know, you can only be at the actual top of Everest for, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. Because you can't breathe up there. Hope it's worth it. It's too high. It's too high. And it's... I had a professor who watched, uh, you know, the the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. He was talking about it. He said he put on... It was Everest. He said he put on Everest, and in the first five minutes, he turned it off. He was like, too cold. I'm not trying to be cold for the rest of the night. I think think my main... I think my beef started with it in, like, my freshman year of high school when we read excerpts of, I think it's called Into Thin Air. Is that the one that Everest is based off? 
Is it? I think so. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Like, a bunch of people died. Yeah. On that trip. Yeah. That's, yeah, in the movie, too. Yeah. I mean, what, are you going to make a movie about Mount Everest and everyone makes everyone it? Everyone, li- yeah. <laughs> everyone lives. Woo, we did it. That's nuts. It's, it's, it's like, the hu- it's like humans. Just like, how far can we go? It also costs, like, so much money to do it. I don't... And, 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 not to push my agenda, but I'm pretty sure the Sherpas don't see a good deal of no they make they make pretty much nothing compared to how dangerous it is and they have to lead these stupid ass gringos yeah Yeah. um it costs most people pay about forty five thousand dollars to climb it that's uh, see i was i was ready for forty five hundred not forty five no it's like thousand it's it can get higher it says like on the low end about 30 grand and then on the high end, like a hundred plus. Jeez, I'm like, I wonder if they have like scholarships. Like, oh, this kid's a badass hiker. <laughs> they, 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 of course they don't because it's like scholarship no, to die on a mountain. This is way too dangerous to be paying people to do. And then, pay forty five thousand dollars to die. Also, it's so stupid because it's like people are like, I climbed Everest, and they go and do like a TED talk or some sort of corporate thing. But I'm like, um. What's like, that got to do with pushing pencils? But also, Sherpas sometimes cli- climb Mount Everest multiple times in a week. Yeah. Where's their TED so Talk? So it's not... <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm like, is it really that impressive? Yeah. Then? Like, why are you like, wow, this dude climbed Everest? It's like, the person helped you up there. He does it like does every it. day. <laughs> exactly. So who, who, to whom is this a special thing? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how much Sherpas get paid. It's not, I, I re- it's distinctly, awful. well, cause there was that viral video on Twitter, like last year of the woman in the Himalayas and she put it on Twitter. She was like, she chased me away, but it's like this woman is uh, native to like the Himalayas and is constantly getting ripped off by people coming in and like using her goods and services and then just kind of taking off without paying her a fair price. And the video it's not like it was like, oh, that lady was crazy. It was a, it's a, it's a reflection of the overall sentiment of people near Everest. Yeah, they get paid like so badly. Dude. Really? They get paid like sort of for the season. There's like it, the season to climb Mount Everest is only like thirty days or something. There's yeah. like a thirty day window or yeah. something stupid like that. They only make about three to five thousand dollars for the season. The whole season. Yeah. How and there's tons because of it's people. Like, it's like they broke it down. It's like they make about four hundred eighty U.S. dollars a day, assuming like a thirty day season. Where so the forty five thousand dollars? If we're talking, is it, that includes what plane ticket? I have no lodging? idea what that actually entails. But nothing for the guy who's putting you on his back, getting you up there. It, it like a significant amount of that should go to the guy helping you not die on a frozen mountain. Serious. <laughs> I would be like, please. Unionize the Sherpas. <laughs> Sherpa union. Yeah. Um, and also I'm like, okay, then yeah, it's like stupid rich idiots mm-hmm. climbing Everest. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what that cost goes towards. Uh, yeah, I, I assume travel, lodging, or maybe, maybe like, your equipment. Or maybe also like to the company. It's like a the, company that does it's it. Like, it's I'm like, loving this more and more. It'll probably be like a tour. Like, you know, it's like, oh, 
the Sherpas work for mm. a company mm. and they're the ones that like go out and do it. But I'm like, I feel like it probably oh, it's, doesn't. It's probably. prime for them to unionize then. Bro. Shut it down. Yeah. Honestly, if you ever hear me say I'm going to climb Mount Everest, I am searching for a beautiful death. <laughs> My grandpa would pull up pictures of bears that he wanted to be mauled by. <laughs> that like, He's like, oh, I'd like to get eaten by this bear. Mount Everest is the bear I would like to get eaten by. That looks like a fine bear. That's a fine, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it really pisses me off. Uh, the median deaths on Mount Everest are like four a year since 1921. Wow. But it has increased to six each year since 2000. Wow, so it's gotten worse. We should, yeah, we should get rid of rich people so they stop. So everyone just stops climbing Everest. Free you know? trip to Everest. Actually, that should be where they, that that should be where just we fire seize, them from a cannon. Seize their assets <laughs> while they're in <laughs> Everest. Then ship them to Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. The rich man Siberia. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just I don't know. The whole thing is just so dumb to me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, there are so many other things that you can do to prove yourself i guess because if it's a matter of like you know because people always talk about like what's your what's your everest like what is what is the thing that you overcame yeah like you don't have to literally climb exactly a death mountain you know what's funny is uh tim heidecker plays a guy who on in ap bio who climbed mount everest and like won't shut up about it exactly he's a complete asshole about it and so it's it's almost like this our opinion of everest is kind of highly slept on but there are people like us who are like, dude, like, chill out. Yeah. I am just, when I think of it, I'm like, what are, what are some things that you could do? Dude. You, like, you could run a marathon. Yes, that's, marathon that's is pretty, sick. That's pretty hard. Hell yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't cost nearly that much. I'm like, you don't even need, like, a gym membership. At mm-hmm. best, you need, like, a good pair of shoes and, like, the fee to run the marathon. Yeah. And, you know, obviously train, but that's as easy as just running around, run yourself 26 miles. Yeah. You I know? mean, like it... You don't need a treadmill for it. You could go, like, on the high end, I'm sure yeah. you could spend a couple hundred to make maybe in the thousands, like, low. Yeah. Low preparing yeah. for it, but you certainly don't need to spend $45,000 to run a marathon. It's as simple as just running it. And that's still impressive, and that's... It's all you. Yeah. You if know? this is... Yeah, there's, there, there's that... I think Kilimanjaro is cool, and then there's the what's it called the the peak of what is it called the the peak of no hope the point of no it's it sounds deadlier than it actually is but it's on the bottom it's like the 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 bottom of Africa oh it's a hike too and you go up to the edge and you look at where like the Atlantic and Indian oceans meet and it's apparently beautiful breathtaking and like a lot of people do it all the time I don't think it's called I don't know what it's it sounds like that. But that's a, that's a, if if you're looking for views, that's what you can do. Yeah, I just think I mean like in terms of physical challenges, there's also like the Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That's like a that's tough. That's yeah. some tough stuff. I tough mudder, mud runner. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and I know like the the Iron Iron Man thing is like it's like a marathon or like a half marathon, and then like you swim, and there's also yes. like biking. Yeah, like that's tough. That's and sick you as probably hell. Probably won't die. Yeah, I mean you could. <laughs> But it's uh, but Iron Man's I don't think Iron Man's take four a year six starting two thousand no <laughs> Just, yeah exactly and I also can't help but wonder it's like you know you go off to climb Mount Everest you don't have any kind of cell service so no. then you're 
your family is what just waiting to see if you come home alive after Fingers a month crossed yeah or three yeah no like i said if i ever say i'm going to everest don't let me <laughs> if you want me around call 911 <laughs> if i was just like uh yeah i'm thinking about climbing on everest just booked my trip to the himalayas baby i'm putting you in a 5150 <laughs> psychiatric hold yeah because that's clearly i, I know i'm putting it on record that that would be how i want to go out cold get sleepy and now i'm a landmark you could just go into, like, the Canadian or Alaskan or Russian wilderness or whatever, I guess. Nah, I don't want to be eaten by wolves. I'd rather just get sleepy and fall asleep and die. If I have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a threat. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, just, just stay away, like, leave her alone. Yeah. Leave Everest alone. Yeah. There's so many other destinations on Earth. There's that so mountain many... has existed for thousands and thousands of years and then it got to a point where a bunch of people decided they were going to climb it like imagine existing for thousands and thousands of years and just being like yeah i'm, I'm the baddest bitch around and yeah. then now all these people are sh- literally shitting on you yeah and die and dying all dying. over you and just leaving themselves and, like not really decomposing because the snow is keeping them kind of preserved yeah christ like Hel- you're gonna run out of space yeah on it if anything, we need to take a pause on going to Mount Everest until we figure out what the hell is going on <laughs> and how we can better. The only way I would say people could continue is if you pay the you each pay the Sherpa like fifty grand yeah. directly to the Sherpa, yep. and that's it. Or yep. or no, we should raise it to like you have to pay the Sherpa like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you want to do it still. That's what I think. Then they, you can do it. Sure. Dude, they you know deserve what? It. Sure. Because that'll thin the herd. Literal lifesavers, these yeah. guys. Literally. If you, you make it. I'm convinced that if you make it up and down Everest, it's less of I conquered Ever- Everest and more of a Sherpa saved my life along the way. Yeah. It, you First of all, you literally can't do it yourself. Like, they won't let you just climb it yourself. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you're, you're not doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's Everest. That's Everest. Um, oh, duh. Yosemite. You can climb that one, too, if you want to feel like you accomplished something. Just, I don't know. Just do literally anything else. Write a book. Yeah. That would be that would be dope. Well, enough on the hating for now. Let's get to something that is... It feels highly slept on as you get older. Uh, and that is the public library. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, there are always people who are trying to, like, defund libraries or say that adults and people don't use them. But, I mean, there's there's so much more to the library than just checking out a book. Going and checking out a Beverly Cleary book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, um, we're closest to the downtown. I mean, there's actually one in Echo Park. Yeah. Smaller. A lot smaller, yeah. Yeah, but there's the Central Library in Los Angeles, which is in downtown. Um, and they have all kinds of stuff. Like, we were able to take beginning French lessons there. And we were doing pretty good for a while. Yeah, yeah. and um, they offer, you know, different languages, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Computer they, literacy. Yeah. They have different classes and stuff there. Like, financial literacy things Mm -hmm. and you know it's especially helpful to people that um have moved to the u.s english isn't their first language it's 
it's a, a safe and free environment. Yeah. You know? There's, there, they, I, I think at, in downtown, there's also, in downtown specifically, they have art exhibits yeah. regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And every, I think every library does it. I remember, um, oh, and the most pivotal thing, because, because as an adult, you know, you start to, you, you, for some reason it seems like I kind of fell off the library until I came back to it, but summer reading programs. Oh my God. Those were the best. The best, dude. I think seventh grade one summer I read like 30 something books. Hell yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Something crazy. Yeah. I I would need to ask my mom for my pamphlet because like they would give you like you had to fill it in like, like a little trail until you got to a certain number. And it's almost where I developed my, my, my way of not doing things till the last minute. Cause I remember the day before it was due, I read like seven books all in one day. <laughs> I just didn't stop reading Jeez. and I like caught up, but like you get dope prizes. I remember one year they had a magician show up. The library is, the reason I say it slept on is because it does so much more. It's like so much for a community. Yeah. I think once you move out of school, cause it's like, you know, elementary school and even into college it's like oh i go there once in a while to get a book that i need and then that's it yeah and then you know whatever it's just the place where the books are yeah but yeah like we said there's so much more to it and you get it's all free come on man you get access to so many things like even with um your library card in los angeles you get access to i think you can read new york times articles for free you can um, rent movies, music, uh, music. There's just there. Uh, I think you get access to like Lynda.com, so you can look up pretty much anything and learn mm-hmm. how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you get like a lot of access with it. With a library card, it's it's like it's like a like a like a um, it's like an alumni card, but like dope for life for life, man. And, for just being alive. And you can, I mean, obviously, and then, like, the main thing, books, you can read just about any book that isn't extremely brand new. Yeah. No. Also for free. There's a lot of brand new books yeah, that I show mean, like, up, too. Yeah, I mean, like, there are brand new books, but it's, like, uh, depending on how popular the book is, there might be, like, a little bit of a waiting list. Of course. Or, you know, have to wait for them to get the book. Right. But then, I mean, beyond that, obviously, you can just read it. I found the best resource, like, earlier this year... Because when because I'm a theater major, so when I was in school, I'd be like, damn, I don't know what monologue to do. And there'd be, like, certain professors who were like, they'd be, oh, you know what you should do? Look into Long Day's Journey Tonight by Eugene O'Neill. I think it's, like, Act 3. You're going to want to look at uh, Tyrone's, like, I'm like, damn, I wish I had, I wish I had access to these professors who could tell me, like, oh, look into here. I found the sickest, like, resource book for monologues that was basically, like, what my professors would say. They were like, oh, are you male age 20 to 30 and you're looking for a monologue that deals with the drama of of like being a war veteran okay we'll look into uh this play right here it's in this act and then it gives you like context and then you it doesn't give you the monologue but it just says go check out that book yeah it's a slept on resource there there are very few places that you like buildings that you can go to where Mm -hmm. you don't have to pay anything and you can hang out Pretty much as long as you want, as long as you're being respectful, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, there's like, you can go to a public park, and you can go to the library, and, yeah. you know, on a hot day, 
Maybe I don't want to be at the park. Maybe yeah. I want to be somewhere air conditioned. Hell yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's. It just yeah. It it just bothers me that people, certain people, don't believe that there's any value to the library. Where it's yeah. just like, oh, you get books there, like, but you can buy books. Oh, go to Amazon like, Prime or get a Kindle. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Plus, they have ebooks as well. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. And it's it's just so I think vital to be able to have a place that you know it's not connected to a school necessarily mm-hmm. or anything that the public can access all kinds of information. Of course, we have the internet, but you know, re- like literacy and reading even novels also informs your education. Yes. So to to take away knowledge free knowledge to people because you know the internet isn't free no having internet is not free it's not free even though a lot of people do have it because out of necessity they feel that they need to but like not not everyone does have access to the internet and for a lot of people especially low income people Mm -hmm. the only internet access they have is their phone yeah and it's like you can't how much can you really do on your phone like the next time you're writing a research paper do it all from your phone yeah research yeah have have all your your links do all of your homework assignments yeah. on your phone yeah it sucks it's yeah that would blow <laughs> serious damn yeah we did we blew through that well i think you know we were pretty we, passionate we, about what we were saying yeah we're we're passionate about all the things that we talked about today um <laughs> As always, I think we're always passionate. Yeah. Always, always hot about, about these topics. Yeah. And they're not always, you know, hot topics or anything. It's just things that we think we you should be aware of. Yeah, That you exactly. might take for granted. Like the library. Or the Nacho Libre soundtrack. Yeah. Go those to the are, library. Those are both equal. <laughs> Go to the library and check out the Nacho Libre soundtrack. <laughs> Nacho Libre is as important as the library. To the public well-being. It's a public good. It is. And uh, Mount Everest is a public bad. Yes. A pariah, if you will. <laughs> Everest is fine. The mountain itself is fine. It's just, once again, circling back, I just, I just, I just hate it. I just hate the, the industry mm-hmm. around it, I mm-hmm. guess. Well, we hope you learned a thing or two. We had fun. You can learn more at the library. At LAPL.org. <laughs> Hell yeah, get your card. Pay your pay your fees. It's not even that much. It's not, dude. I had a book out for like a month and a half. And I was so... I was like, damn it. Because I, I wanted to go again, but I knew I would have to pay the fee first. I went back and I was like, hey, yeah, I can't check anything out, but I need to pay my fee. Like $8. Yeah, and that's for having the book out for weeks and weeks. Oh, no, it's not Past, that I had it yeah. for a month and a half. I'm saying... It was due, and then a month and a half later, I was yeah. like, here I am. Yeah. 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 Pay your fees, guys. Do your part. Go Learn. away. Read some books. Read some books! Watch the movie. And if you're in L.A., come over to Phil's... Oops, not Phil's. Wow. Come over to Boo's Philly Cheesesteaks and tell him... Phil's... Bil- <laughs> Phil's... <laughs> Bowie Cheesesteaks. Bowie Cheesesteaks. We, we're constantly giving you great days. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Go if to the you, library. Mm-hmm. Go to booze. Bring it home. 
watch Nacho Libre while you're eating. Bam, dude. Like, take take a date. Be like, hey, you want to, um, yeah, I thought we could, like, go to the library today. Then you walk around, see what they want to get, and then be like, what, Nacho Libre? Take it <laughs> off the shelf, rent it. Should we get some booze? We got to eat while we watch Oh, movie, yeah, duh. Know? Yeah. So you're welcome again for another wonderful date day slash night. Yeah. From your pals, Irish and Ashlyn. And the highly, highly slept, slept on, on podcast. podcast. Yes! We got it. All right, till next time. Stay woke, kiddos.